0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good
2: morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. We have a clear sky now and 47 degrees. Several fatalities and destroyed mobile homes after a small plane crashed into the Bayside Waters Mobile Home Park in Clearwater, Florida. Fire Chief Scott Ellers. We are working through right now the element of uh, trying to get to the hot
3: spots, but also to try and get to fatalities. I can confirm that we have several fatalities, both from the aircraft and within the mobile home.
2: Hiller says the aircraft crashed into one trailer, with several others catching fire as a result. A 50-year-old Wichita man remains hospitalized in critical condition after he was pulled from a burning apartment Thursday morning at Central and Rock Road. The man was found not breathing inside his smoke-filled bedroom. The rest of the building was evacuated, but the fire was contained to just that one unit. The residents were allowed to return once the carbon monoxide levels were considered to be safe. Wichita police have released the names of two men killed in separate traffic accidents this week. 41-year-old Robert Johnson was on a motorcycle Tuesday when he crashed with a car on North Rock Road. Investigators said speed was a factor in that accident. Wednesday evening, police say a car hit and killed 71-year-old Michael Espinoza, who was riding a bicycle near 63rd Street South and Seneca. Sedgwick County needs poll workers for the upcoming election next month. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says she needs more than 100 workers for the Kansas presidential preference primary on March 9th.
4: Without elections, we wouldn't have the type of government we have. So it's a necessity, um, you know, and that is our biggest need every single election is recruiting election workers, especially in the outlying towns. Um, you know, we don't have so much many problems staffing the ones here in Wichita Metro.
2: They are not asking for volunteers, they are offering paid positions for the election. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has provided an update on a potential response from the U.S. to an attack by Iranian proxies.
5: At his first press briefing since being hospitalized for complications for prostate cancer surgery, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin took questions about the looming U.S. response to Iran and its proxies for killing three Americans. The Pentagon briefed Congress of its plans in a classified session Wednesday.
6: We're not at war with with Iran. Uh, And, yeah, the Houthis uh, continue to do some things that are very... Uh, irresponsible and illegal.
5: U.S. defense officials say they have completed forensic work on the remnants of the drone that killed the Americans and assess it to have been manufactured in Iran. We will have a a multi-tiered response. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News.
2: Calls are growing for action to be taken against the migrants responsible for attacking police officers in New York. Fox's CB Cotton reports.
4: Thursday afternoon, the latest arrest in the beatdown of a pair of New York City officers was arraigned in court. A day prior, another suspect giving the camera the middle finger as he walked away. Over the weekend, the NYPD says its officers were left with bruises and scrapes after trying to disperse a rowdy crowd outside a migrant shelter in Times Square before taking repeated kicks and stomps. Governor Kathy Hochul calling for immediate action. Mayor Eric Adams saying a day earlier, deportation laws need to be reexamined. Sanctuary city laws prohibit New York City's officers from asking specifically for the immigration status of anyone involved in a crime. So far, all the suspects who were arraigned, except for one, were released without cash bail, despite felony charges.
2: NYPD says they are still looking for suspects they believe to be involved in the case. KNSS News Time now, 604, 4 minutes past 6 o'clock. <music> the KNSS Morning News with Steve is Ed, 608, now eight minutes past six o'clock on this Friday morning. Local law enforcement has investigated several recent shootings involving juveniles. In one case, a 14-year-old is charged with killing two other teens. Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark
1: Bennett tells KNSS News. You know, I don't know what a 14-year-old is doing with a handgun in the middle of the night. Um, So start to ask questions in terms of of how it is these kids getting access to these guns, who's giving them to them, or who's, who's allowing them to have access if it's not an intentional handoff, but they're making it available in some fashion.
2: Mark Bennett is our guest this weekend on Issues 2024, Saturday and Sunday morning at 8 on KNSS. Illegal gambling machines have been seized at a Southwest Kansas gas station. The Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission says agents and law enforcement served a search warrant at Corner Market 108 in Cimarron in Gray County. They seized two gambling devices, documents, computer equipment, and around $3,000 in currency. The commission says the machines were electronic slot-type machines. No arrests have been made. A former CIA officer is sentenced to decades behind bars. Federal prosecutors say Joshua Schulte was behind the biggest theft of classified information in CIA history. He was also found guilty of possession of child sexual abuse images. The former software engineer has been jailed since 2018. After releasing CIA secrets to WikiLeaks, including how the agency hacked smartphones, Schulte was sentenced to 40 years in federal prison in a New York courtroom. Gary Baumgarten... Fox News. You may no longer need to wear that lead apron when you get a dental x-ray.
5: The American Dental Association says it will no longer recommend the use of the lead aprons and collars on patients because it says x-ray beams are now more focused so there's less worry about radiation on other parts of the body and the aprons and collars can sometimes block dentists from getting the images they need. The chair of the ADA's Council on Scientific Affairs says dental x-rays use a relatively small amount of radiation but the best thing to do to lower radiation exposure is to make sure the patient needs the x-ray and do it right the first time. Still, she said, it's just a recommendation and change depends on state dental boards, dentists, and patients. Lee Silicera, Fox News. KNSS
2: News, 611, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Taking a
3: look at traffic out there this morning. Traffic volume still pretty thin, not really seeing a whole lot of traffic out there. We do have a stalled-out vehicle. This you'll want to watch out for southbound on I-135 right there at the ramp from uh, 8th and 9th Street. That's the area that we're talking about, so watch for a slowdown there when the traffic volumes start to pick up. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers.
2: And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist. Dan Holiday. Good morning,
1: Dan. Good morning. It's a fairly mild start to the morning across Wichita and South Central Kansas. We'll see some clouds stream in throughout the day. Areas of scattered showers developing this afternoon with a high 65. More widespread rain, even a thunderstorm tonight, shallow 52, then moderate to heavier rainfall tomorrow with a high 56. And KMSS, meteorologist Dan holiday
2: Now partly cloudy, southeast wind at seven miles per hour. 46 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, ninety-eight seven and 1330 KNSS. Steve it's Ted in the morning on this Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. See so you showed up in time for Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Another beautiful sunny day across central Kansas. Thursday, Wichita's high temperature yesterday 71 degrees. Normal high for the date is 46. And we were at 71 yesterday. On this date in 1956, New Mexico and West Texas were hit by a record snowstorm. Roswell received around 15 inches, while two to three feet overwhelmed the Texas Panhandle. Another place known for a lot of snowfall, the Texas Panhandle, about the flattest place in the entire world. Two to three feet of snow, Ted. Huh, that's a lot. <sighs> On this date in 1887, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania held its first Groundhog Day Festival. 1887. It's been around a while. Little Phil, he says, I know you're supposed to look here in in a few minutes, see if he sees a shadow. That was
3: one of the best ideas ever by a Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, chamber. good idea there.
2: Sure gotten a lot of attention over the years. A child's body found encased in concrete in a Colorado storage unit, and officers in Pueblo announced this week they are searching for two other children as part of the homicide investigation to determine if they are safe. The remains were discovered January 10th when the storage unit was being cleared out after the renters stopped paying. The items in the storage unit included a metal container filled with hardened concrete and an investigation discovered the child's remains. Pueblo police are searching for two children who would have been five and three when they were last seen in the summer of 2018 in Pueblo. Police want to make sure that uh, Jesus Dominguez, who would be 10 now, and Yesenia Dominguez, who would be nine, are safe. Wow. That's something ugly going out there in Peble- Some, yeah, Pueblo. something bad. Yeah, that's mm. awful. A year after Florida enacted a new law making it more difficult for employers to hire immigrants in the country illegally, the House passed a bill Thursday to let 16- and 17-year-olds work longer and later hours. Supporters said teenagers and their parents know how to best manage their time and activities. And lifting employment restrictions will help them build careers and earn money, especially with the current labor shortage. Opponents said the uh, changes would make it easier for employers to exploit children, and longer hours could negatively affect schoolwork. That's something I'm constantly asking my two granddaughters uh, when I talk to them in the evening: getting their homework done? They're they're in the what? They're juniors out of, out of Carroll. And, they get a full load of doing the cheerleading, which takes some time out of the day. And got then they got a job in the afternoon, a little job they're doing. And so it doesn't leave a lot of time for uh, hitting the books. But apparently they're doing okay. Well, just, that uh, should be the number one on the list. Yeah, I would think Not so. Not number three. But, uh, yeah, they're getting it done. Okay. They say. 615, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. I want to share a little something with our listeners this morning. Pair of childhood friends uh, who were kind. This is interesting. One of those uh, they got the wrong guys deal. Yeah. Pair of childhood friends who were convicted in the killing of a French tourist in Times Square in 1987 have been cleared of wrongdoing by a New York City judge. Eric Spokes and David Warren are now in their fifties, arrested as teenagers in the killing of Jean Cass. They had long maintained their innocence and spent decades in prison before being released. Wednesday, a New York judge agreed to vacate their convictions after prosecutors said they uncovered evidence that police pressured witnesses. An attorney for the two men praised the decision, but he said it should have been done a long time ago. You know, that's kind of an open-ended ended story, Ted. Uh, they may have pressured witnesses, but do they? St- did they still get the right guys? Did they still do it? Still trying to figure that out? Or are they just getting off because a loop, they found a loophole? <laughs> all right. 6 16, Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And let's go ahead and take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward on a Friday morning, right there. Yes, we
3: are nine days away from the Super Bowl, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. You can hear that game right here on KNSS. Uh, by the way, it was four years ago on this day that the Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. This day. Here we, yeah, here we are four years later, and the same two teams are nine days away from matching up in the Super Bowl. So uh, keep your eye on that. We're nine days out. College men's basketball. Wichita State on the road at Memphis tomorrow. Uh, You might remember the last time these teams played, 19 days ago, and Memphis put up 112 points, beat the Shockers at Coke Arena. Yeah. And Memphis was ranked 13th in the nation. Memphis hasn't won a game since. They've lost four in a row. So something went wrong. So uh, we'll see if the Shockers can keep that going. Wichita State at Memphis Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole begin their coverage at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. The game will tip off at noon tomorrow. Listen to the Shocks on 103.7 K E Y N. What a matchup in Lawrence tomorrow! Top ten matchup, number four Houston visiting number eight Kansas. That'll tip off at three o'clock tomorrow in Lawrence. Nationally televised on ESPN. Houston is atop the Big 12 Conference. KU is just one game back. First time they've played in 22 years. Houston hasn't been to Lawrence in 39 years, but now they are conference foes, so they'll start meeting regularly. KU has won 16 straight games on home court. Jayhawks and Houston, top 10 game tomorrow in Lawrence. Kansas State is on the road tomorrow. The K-State men visiting last place Oklahoma State. Wildcats are trying to get things back in gear. They are on a three-game losing streak right now. Live coverage of K-State basketball at noon tomorrow. Tip-off at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in Stillwater. Listen to the Wildcats on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hockey. We have two hockey games on home ice this weekend for the Wichita Thunder. Both games against the top team in the league, the Kansas City Mavericks. 7 o'clock tonight, 4 o'clock Sunday downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. Uh, they're not the Wichita Thunder tonight. They are the Wichita Short Stacks. The game is being sponsored by IHOP. Oh, Thunder will be wearing IHOP pancake jerseys, <laughs> and all fans will get free vouchers to go to IHOP. Wow. <laughs> if you want free tickets to tonight's games as well, free tickets available at IHOP and Quick Trip locations.
2: What does a pancake jersey look like? you, you got to go
3: to the game and find out. Is it flat? Got a lot of syrup dripping off. Got to go find out tonight. Thunder
2: and the Mavericks downtown. Yeah, Jad's got a pancake uh, jersey he wears all the time. Just got a bunch of syrup that ran down the front of it. No, so it's a pancake joke. Right, Dad? No, never mind. <laughs> Indoor soccer action. The first
3: place Wichita Wings hosting the last place New Mexico Runners. That'll be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night up at Hartman Arena in Park City. The Wings have not lost at home yet this season. Wow. 5-0. Good. Juco men's basketball in El Dorado tomorrow afternoon. 22nd-ranked Butler Community College hosting Coffeyville. Butler is 16-4. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 3.45 tomorrow afternoon. And that game is right here on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. The Wichita State women's basketball team is home at Coke Arena, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Shocker ladies hosting East Carolina. Track and field. Boy, the great story continues for Wichita State's destiny masters. She sets another WSU pentathlon record yesterday. Winning the K-State Multis in Ahern Fieldhouse. Destiny Masters is a junior from El Dorado. She is ranked number five in the nation in the NCAA pentathlon. She won another one yesterday. Good stuff. Uh, take a look at the Friends women's basketball team. The Falcons are home 5 p.m. tomorrow hosting Bethany, the Friends women, right now on an eight-game winning streak. And a happy birthday today to one of the greats. K-State K men's basketball, Steve Henson, oh, yeah. is 56 years old today. He went to McPherson High School. Point guard. Legendary. And he uh, he finished his college career as a 90% career free-throw shooter, top 10 in NCAA history. Wow. 90% free-throw shooter. Played six years in the NBA. He is currently the head coach at UTSA, which is now a member of the American Conference. So the Shockers will be running into... Steve Henson as a coach, as a foe, coming up. Thank of a player. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he he hasn't played, you know, his college career ended 35 years ago. He is still number seven all-time in scoring at K-State history. (laughs) Number one all-time in assists in K-State history. The great point guard, Steve Henson. It is his birthday today. He is fifty-six. That's Sports with Steve and Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Provides detox, residential, and outpatient services for most insurances and veterans. Bel Air Recovery Center
2: improves the lives they touch. 622 now, Keep in here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Yard work is good for your health. In fact, very good for your health. That's coming up, Steve and Ted, in the morning here on KNSS.
1: Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi-awarded radio show. This is Stephen and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
2: Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward. 6.30 on this Friday morning, 46 degrees. A man is accused of stabbing another man before stealing his wallet and car in Northeast Wichita. It happened Wednesday night in the 2900 block of East 24th. The man was stabbed multiple times. Police say the two men know each other. And the stabbing was not a random crime.
3: An East Wichita strip mall was evacuated because of a transformer fire. Fire Lieutenant Scott Schroeder says construction crews hit an underground power line igniting the blaze. The
6: transformer that was involved electrical stuff couldn't really use water directly on it. That's why we used the dry cams. Once they shut the power off and with the flame and the energy de-energized, then the flames went out. We were able to mitigate it. The rest was seen that way.
3: That was east of Kellogg and Rock. The shops were reopened after the fire was put out. There were no injuries.
2: Ten dogs found dead in an eastern Kansas home may be connected to a larger animal cruelty case. The dogs were found with others who were malnourished in Miami County. Under Sheriff Matthew Kelly says he's working with other agencies in the state, including... Topeka, where 73 animals were seized Tuesday. So their their case that they're working, we believe, is tied to our investigation. But we want to make sure that we're giving the animals that don't have a voice justice for the actions that were taken against them. Once the investigation is concluded, formal felony and misdemeanor charges are expected to be filed.
3: Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett, part of a task force planning a new psychiatric hospital for the Wichita area to be located at Meridian and MacArthur, Bennett tells KNSS News the facility will help the DA's office and the courts.
1: People who are uh, maybe facing competency evaluations, uh, restoration of competency, things that go that the criminal justice system struggles with uh, and allow us to put those folks here locally quicker uh, with more ease of access to the facility and get, hopefully get them in and out faster. Because right now, for the last several years, we have had delays that sometimes run into the uh, A number of months, not just five or six months, but eight, nine, ten, twelve months of people waiting for a bed at Larned.
3: Mark Bennett, our guest this weekend on Issues 2024, tomorrow and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock on KNSS.
2: U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has apologized for his handling of his recent hospitalization in his first defense briefing since December.
5: Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin faced pointed questions from the press for the first time since being hospitalized in December. Austin was contrite and took responsibility for keeping the president and his national security team in the dark about his prostate cancer and time in the ICU.
6: I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American
5: public. He apologized for missing an opportunity to be a role model for the one in six black men diagnosed with prostate cancer and others who often are too embarrassed to talk about their prostate and get screened. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News.
2: Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning,
1: Dan. Good morning. There has been quite a turnaround in our weather pattern from January to February. Feels like another spring-like day with temperatures soaring into the mid-60s this afternoon. By the drive home, we'll see areas of scattered showers with rain and thunderstorms tonight. tello 52, rain and breezy Saturday with a high 56. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday.
2: Partly cloudy skies, southeast wind at 7 miles per hour, 46 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Steve and Ted of the Morning here on uh, Friday morning, February 2nd. Ted, uh, coming up here, I'm going to do about about an hour from now, the weirdest things that doctors have seen patients bring with them to the ER, the emergency room. I've got a list. Those ER people (laughs) have plenty of stories. This, This is just for fun. Some of it's a little crude, but we'll talk about it. Coming up at 7, about 7.35 this morning here with Stephen Ted. The weirdest things that doctors have seen patients bring them, bring with them to the ER. All right, Steve and Ted. He, on this date in 1990, this is, as I said, the 2nd of February. It is uh, Grand Hog Day. And on this date in 1990, in a dramatic concession to South Africa's black majority, President F.W. F. W. de Klerk, lifted a ban on the African National Congress, and promised to free Nelson Mandela. Who had been in prison for decades. Forever. And I think it, it surprised most of the world. It sure surprised me because this has been a center for apartheid for many, many years. And uh, they just they changed, like, <laughs> overnight. Let the doors open, let him out. And well, I don't was, know how they're doing now. There but, was, you know
3: plenty of economic sanctions worldwide. That yeah, was... That was really starting to bear pressure
2: on South Africa to. You mentioned that so instead right. of
3: ethically doing the right thing, they were pressured into doing the right yeah, thing. I think
2: places like, but uh, it like Wichita's uh, pension fund, if they were they were, didn't they wouldn't invest in anything in South African, mm-hmm. things like that, and you know big uh, mutual funds and so forth, really brought it to bear on them, and uh, they said, okay, <laughs> we've had it, let's go. All right, well that happened on this date in nineteen ninety. And uh the astronomers say an asteroid as big as a skyscraper will pass within one hundred and seven million miles of Earth today. Woo! You feel, the, you feel the breeze? No chance of it hitting us since it will pass seven times the distance from Earth to the moon. NASA Still. <laughs> NASA estimates the space rock is between six hundred and ninety feet and fifteen hundred and seventy five feet across. That means the asteroid would be similar in size to New York City's Empire State Building or Chicago's Willis Tower. The asteroid was discovered in 2008. It won't be back our way in 2032. Don't so want
3: that thing hitting us.
2: Yeah. Coming back in 32? In 32, it'll be a much more distant encounter, saying 45 million miles. So, so I can away. rest easy once yeah. it
3: passes for the next
2: uh, yeah. eight years. Okay. You think about that. And, you know, sometimes I get impatient if I have to drive to Goddard. You know, and we're talking about millions of miles in space. Cosmically, that's a close call. Yeah, supposedly a close call. All right, Stephen head in the morning here on KNSS. Hey, what's going on uh, with media? Shocking number has hit the media industry. According to a report released Thursday, more than 500 journalists were laid off in January. Layoffs covered That's print, it. Print, digital, and broadcast media. Last month's layoffs seem to be bleeding over from the overall total from 2023. Last year, over 3,000 journalism jobs were cut. Layoffs have hit outlets like uh, Time, NBC News, Sports Illustrated, and the Los Angeles Times. I feel like that's a low number. I thought it would be more. How come? What do you know?
3: Do you see any media growing? That's right. Besides social media, but you're talking about actual journalists with actual jobs. Journalists, that's not that's not a growing field. It's a shrinking field. Not
2: a growing field. It's it just illustrates it just keeps it continues to shrink. I get to look at some of those big media outlets. Yeah, those big national media outlets. I think they're over. They're probably overpopulated anyway. Probably got too many people. I think there's a little room.
3: Of anyway. when I started at the Wichita Eagle 30 years ago, there were like 200 people in the newsroom. Yep, yeah, really. And now in the, the newsroom. And now the Eagle has like three employees. Wow, isn't that something? It's happened in the last 30 years. <sighs> All right. Well, we're still here, and so we're s- still here. So, With so- you, of course, radio. There used to be dozens of local <laughs> morning shows, and we're the only ones left.
2: What about three live morning yeah, shows? There's, there's, here. A, there's only a couple left yeah. that are still doing live news are. on the air on weekday mornings. Six thirty-eight now. Stephen and Ted, and let's, let's check in uh, with uh, Tom Leffler now. The commodities update. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom.
7: Well, good morning, Stephen Ted. Thursday, the cattle complex shot to the upside and closed with triple-digit gains. Now, the live cattle and feeder cattle scored new highs for the current move to the upside, and support likely came from the Friendly Cattle Inventory Report the day before, even though there was no surprises in the report. We are hearing of higher cash bids and some higher cash being paid in our feed yards. The weekly steer average carcass weight is continuing to drop. At 918 pounds, it dropped 9 pounds last week. Heifers 833 pounds, dropped 16 pounds. Pounds. This all related to the winter weather. Lean hogs came off their session lows, but closed negative yesterday. Yesterday's close, April live cattle, 247 higher at 183.17, March feeders $4.72 higher to $244.87 and April lean hogs down $1.7 at $83.75. The downside continued Thursday for the soy and grain complexes with only the wheat and corn coming off their lows. Export sales were not price supportive yesterday and soybean export sales were extremely poor. Stonex lowered their Brazil soybean estimate to 150.35 million metric tons In cotton export yesterday supported cotton futures. At the moment we've got up Upside, March Kansas City wheat, 11 and three quarters higher at 632 and a half. March corn up a half a penny at four forty seven and three quarters. March soybeans up four and a quarter at and a half. March crude oil is down eight cents at seventy three seventy four. April gold up a dollar eighty at two thousand seventy two ninety. The March S&P 34 and a quarter points higher at 4963 March dollar index is down five cents at one oh two eighty two. And March Dow Jones futures holding 44 points higher at $38,669. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or Manage trading programs. Contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866 GO TO TOM.
2: Tom, I certainly hope that you did not uh, stay awake last night in nervous anxiety about Punxsutawney Phil and whether he would see whether would, would not see his shadow. Did you? Did you have any problems with that anxiety, anxiety <laughs> about that? No, probably not.
7: Okay. No, the only problem I had uh, all the news coverage on TV this morning. That's all they could talk oh, oh, about. Oh yeah, well. and and of course the results came out that we are going to see an early spring. Right,
2: he uh, did not see his shadow. That's just coming out right now. Oh, you're on top of it. See, I, I say it. you you were I was being funny. You stayed awake with nervous anxiety about this, and you actually did. You were so concerned about it, right?
7: That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, one thing I. I got thinking about this morning. Do you remember? I don't remember. It's been a few years ago when uh, New York's mayor, Bill DiBozio, dropped uh, Phil the groundhog, and he later on died. <laughs> yeah. Well, he dropped That a got groundhog. a lot of news coverage back then.
2: Sure did. That's your, I, I, now that you say, yeah, I can remember that. Never drop a groundhog. It's bad luck, huh? Mm. I think if I remember right, it bit the mayor, and that's why he uh, dropped it. I think it. that, yeah. Oh, that nasty little booger. <laughs> Uh, we should have something <laughs> like this. Only we should do like uh, uh, those little. Uh, what, are they, what do they call those little chipmunks that are out in the country? Prairie dogs. Prairie dogs. We have a prairie dog. See the shadow.
7: Well, you know what amazes me is I saw the reports this morning saying there was forty to forty-five thousand people there to see this. Really? Well, you know, it's just unbelievable.
2: <laughs> sure,
7: it sure is. But you know, if, if the
2: only thing they could have had more, but. Uh, Taylor Swift couldn't be there, so there you go. <laughs> it's a great country. And uh, hey, listen, partner, you have a... Now, if Taylor Swift were dating the groundhog, I would then I would be interested. That would be something. would <laughs> be kind of sick, but you know. <laughs> all right, thank you, Tom. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodity. See you back here on Monday, sir. And coming up, we've Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. I assume he's going to be with us today. That's all the way with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS, 648 here on this Friday morning. Three big things. Three. Groundhog Day. Punxsutawney fell, did not see his shadow. That means we'll have an early spring. Two. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner issues call for poll workers. They need 100 for next month's primary. One. Small plane crashes into Florida Mobile Home Park. Several people dead. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS.
3: Traffic updates, some really heavy traffic westbound Kellogg, and that was pretty close to Seneca. However, does look it there was a stalled-out vehicle there. It does look like they've managed to get that down onto the surface streets, though. But uh, the traffic volume is pretty heavy going through that area, so continue to watch for a slowdown. Traffic
2: update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Chad Chambers. Partly sunny with a 50% chance for rain later today and a high of 64 degrees. 100% chance for rain tonight and tomorrow. Overnight low 52, Saturday's high 55. Now partly cloudy, southeast wind at 7 miles per hour, 46 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half price pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. A Pennsylvania man cut his dad's head off and showed it off on YouTube.
4: I'm Gianna Gelosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. A man from Pennsylvania is accused of decapitating his father and threatening federal officials. Police say 32-year-old Justin Moan is seen in a YouTube video titled Moan's Militia, Call to arms for American patriots wearing gloves and holding his father Michael's head in a plastic bag. Later, the head is seen in a cooking pot. Moan had said his father was a federal employee for 20 years and referred to him as a traitor and called for the death of all federal officials and for attacks on the Biden administration and activists. YouTube removed the 14-minute video hours later. Michael's decapitated body was found by his wife, Denise, at their Levittown home. Justin's cell phone pinged in Fort Town Gap, about 100 miles away from the crime scene. The town has a National Guard training facility. Moan was found inside the installation with a firearm and arrested without incident. He was charged with first-degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and other charges. There's more on the story at foxnews.com. Subscribe to the Fox True Crime Podcast with Emily Campagno. I'm Gianna Gelosi with your Fox True Crime Minute.
2: Wall Street did an about-face Thursday from Wednesday's market plummet.
5: The Dow looking at the eighth record close this year as stocks rebound. The Dow finishing higher by 369 points. The S and P up by 60. The Nasdaq up 197. Yesterday's Fed-driven sell-off only a memory as big tech and cyclical stocks bounce and bond yields fall. Futures markets now looking at a 94% rate cut in May. All eyes will be on the jobs report from the Labor Department. Consensus expectations are for non-farm payrolls to increase by 173,000, while the jobless rate creeps higher to 3.8%. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Stephen
2: ten in the morning, is solar worth it? Don Grant, CFP, The Money Tracker. The light of our life, the sun of our shine. Oh, <laughs> the, s- the sun of our shine. The sun of our shining <laughs> sun. Whatever. Good morning, Don.
6: Well, good morning, Steve ah. and Ted. You know, when I travel, I see different regions of the country, and they have differing numbers of homes with solar panels on that pro- on their property. I was in California a couple months ago and went for a walk in my friend's neighborhood, and it it seemed that at least seventy five percent of the homes had solar panels on their roofs or in their yards. And when I walk here, I see very few. I can't, I can't give a percentage, but I, I see one occasionally, but not very often. There are several reasons for that. State, some, you know, some states encourage or even require, like California, solar power on new construction. Others may discourage solar power by a a lack of tax incentives or the local utility and building department don't have programs that are robust enough to accommodate or encourage solar power. From a financial perspective, is it prudent to install solar? Well, the more solar-friendly your state and local jurisdictions will determine the return that you'll get on your investment. Another factor is how strong the solar industry is in your area. For example, the cost of a 6-kilowatt solar panel system with 26% federal tax credit applied, in other words, that's included in there, and no battery backup storage. That's a different story. In the state of Hawaii, it's about $14,474. The same system in Kentucky would cost $9,641. But the sun shines much more in Hawaii than in Kentucky, and the price of electricity per kilowatt hour is much higher. In Hawaii, it's 44.81 cents. Kentucky is just 13.24 cents per kilowatt hour on average. So in spite of the higher installation costs in Hawaii, a homeowner will pay for a system in five years. It'll take five years, eight months to net out the installation in Kentucky. Now, when we net the installation costs against the average cost of electricity from the utility, residents of Hawaii uh, will recoup their investment the fastest of all states. The slowest investment recovery is, and this seems odd, of all places, the District of Columbia, where it'll take 11.2 years to pay off for the average solar system. The state of Kansas costs about $10,000 to install after tax credits, and it'll take about six and a quarter years to recover the installation costs against the money you would have spent on electricity. Now, if you have any questions about this, you can give me a call over at Sabre Wealth. The number is 267-0600.
2: I know somebody who's got a partial, not all of his roof is covered. But part of it, and uh, he's uh, back on, uh, he's on the grid, he? he's he's he? Uh, they're paying him now. Uh, so Yeah, yeah, there is, there. there is
6: reverse metering. It's interesting that some states are, are different. The, the way they handle this, for example, in California, and it's a state I just know about because I have family there and they have solar, is that uh, it, it accrues for the year. You can build up, and at the end, you net it out. And if you used more than you received, then you get a check. Well, in the state of Kansas, they don't let it roll over month to month. In other words, it it if you have a big July where you make a lot, you may get you may get credits in July, but you're not going to get anything in in
2: um, you you can't build it up over the bottom over the line months. is government wants you to stay on Evergy and exactly. Kansas Gas. They want you to I, stay I think, on that, and that's
6: it. I know? mean, I don't want to get into politics, but it may be that they are protecting the the industry. Here. But but uh, from the industry's point of view, think of this. They've got to maintain that grid, mm-hmm. no matter how yeah, many people yeah. have solar. That's true. And so, if every, if a lot of people went to solar, you still have to maintain that grid because until until everybody gets to the point that they can be completely self reliant, because you know the sun goes away at night. Right. So you got to get back on the grid. So
2: anyway, it's reminds a, it's me, a big I need mess. to go buy an electric car. There Today you is, go. Immediately. <laughs> Today is National Tater Tot Day. Oh. In the United States, we consume approximately 3.5 billion of these nuggets of potato wedges <laughs> per year. That somebody knows how many tater tots we're eating. That's crazy. I, I
7: love them. I like
2: tater tots now and then. a refreshing change from the French fry, huh?
6: I love me a good tater. The question tater. is,
2: how do you like them? You like them ketchup or you like them naked? Which way?
6: I'll take them any way I can get them.
2: Ted, what are you on? Where are you on tater tots, Ted? Not a big tater tot person.
6: Really?
3: No. Even if they like really, really crispy crunchy, on the yeah. outside, Crunchy would be the yeah. the, okay. the best way. Mm. Right. Think
6: how they came up with the tater tot. It's like how they came up with Spam. There was some pork left on the ground, so they swept <laughs> it into it. So tater tots, when they're processing potatoes for french fries and other stuff, there's all these little bits and pieces mm-hmm. left of it. So they smash them up and they stick them in a little mold. You know a lot about tater tots. I'm assuming that's how they do it. That's yeah, probably not how they, they, they do it. Have no but idea. I just they it.
2: take the best part of the potato. What well, it's like them.
6: Sunday brunch. It's the stuff they didn't sell during a week. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> <laughs> just you're just repurposing. something. nothing wrong with it. Okay. You know, it's just they're just repurposing it. Yeah, you
2: know. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you out there in Radio Land, celebrate any way you wish on National. Potato I might go Sunday. get me some tots. Coming up, uh, thank you guys. Coming up at the top of the hour news here, seven o'clock. Here with Steve and Ted. Several people dead after a small plane crashed into a Florida mobile home park. And Sedgwick County, as the help wanted to sign out, they're looking for election workers. That's on the way with Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS.
3: Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. An affiliate of Kestra IS. Sabre Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or
1: Kestra AS. <sighs>